Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. Attention all campers! The All-American Spook Show welcomes you to enroll in Camp Spook Show this summer. We have activities for all ages, including archery, canoeing, swimming, and running for your lives. Hello and welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Josh and I'm joined here with Donnie. Hey. And the Professor Smoke. What's up? And the reason we're, we're laughing is because of the movie that we have to watch today. I, you know, I, I guess at its root, we just have to blame Austin. You know, Austin Trunick, <laughs> the author of the uh, Canon Film Guide Volume 1 and 2, which is out now at uh, your better book dealers, Amazon, so, so on. Because we reached out to him, you know, since we're in the heart of Camp Spook Show, to help us find a summer camp movie that Canon Films put out. And uh, not even he could come up with one. And his vast, deep, deep knowledge of the Canon Films catalog. He couldn't think of one, couldn't find one. So he basically gave us two options, Hot Chili and Hot Resort, um, that were close enough, you know, for... Uh, Within spitting distance of a summer camp movie, right? You're, it's it's close enough. We'll, we'll just go with it. So we just kind of did we did we flip a coin? What the fuck did we do? I don't I don't forgot how we came to the conclusion. Like let's do hot chili instead of hot resort. I guess we just took a straw poll. I think it was a consensus. We all just said huh, hot yeah. chili. Yeah. 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 I think I. Yeah, because it wasn't enough to do a uh, a wheel spin. No, yeah, it was just two movies. So I think we just kind of took a straw poll and we landed on hot chili. But <laughs> we'll never know. If Hot Resort was any better than this, but I doubt it. Um, no, we'll eventually get to Hot Resort. Too. Well, we'll get to it all, right? But I, I mean, I'm, the only reason I picked Hot Chili is because I mean, I, I do like a good bowl of chili. <laughs> so just the title alone—that's all I went by. And and I was a big fan <laughs> of the. Right. I was a big <laughs> fan of the later seasons of Mama's Family, and when I saw Bubba was in this. I had to pick it, so uh, yeah. That, so I guess that's how we landed here. But so you know, just for argument's sake, we're gonna blame Austin for this because <laughs> otherwise we may have found something else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we might we 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 already broke our own rule with the Camp Spook Show thing just for this one. So no. why we broke it for this, God knows. But here we are. So yeah, so th- that's what we're gonna be talking about today on our latest cannon fodder. Um, before we get into it, uh, uh, I will mention also Will is not with us. He uh, he's on assignment. He had some stuff he had to go do, so we will get his thoughts <laughs> on the steaming pile of hot chili for ne- you know next chance we get. So hopefully in the next episode we'll get his thoughts and uh, his cannonball rating. Uh, but anyways, before we get deep into it, uh, two things. Number one, we are a spoiler-filled podcast, so if you have not seen Hot Chili, then uh, you should be thanking the Lord thy God. <laughs> but other than that, if, you, if for some reason you want to watch it, hit pause now, go watch it. It's free on YouTube. 
you know, if that's any uh, uh, selling point for you, then come on back, listen to us talk about it. So um, there's that. Also, if you want to contact us, and I'm sure there's going to be lots of complaints or uh, you, you should be sending us money, really, for like sitting through this. <laughs> That's what we should yeah. get. And, no, and, we're just we're just spoiling them, for them yeah. <laughs> so they don't and, have to. Well, in that case, you should go to Patreon.com/slash AA Spook Show and uh, you know dedicate your uh, your hard-earned dollars to the uh, <laughs> to the cause here, so we can spit out more hits such as Hot Chili. Um, but also, if you've got any comments or anything, you can email us at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Twitter, Facebook, Slasher app, Instagram, TikTok, all the usual socials by searching for All American Spook Show. We have our YouTube channel where every Wednesday night, live at 9 p.m. East, we do Deadline Horror News. And then, of course, we have our Public page where we have logoed merchandise, other cool designs for uh, for you to uh, purchase, face masks, T-shirts, all kinds of random stuff, mugs, pillows. Uh, go check that out. The links to all these things are down in the, uh, in the show notes. There's a link tree link. Should you should be able to find what you're looking for there? You click on that, and it, it should take you there. So yeah, without any further build up, like this really needs any kind of hype, really. We'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for Hot Chili. You and me are going to have some real fun. Why would four teenage boys think of it as a great adventure? Spend their summer working at a sleepy Mexico resort. I know about these places, you guys. Welcome to paradise. <laughs> Are you married, ma'am? Just shut up. Is it for love? Uh, I'm in love. For beauty. For stimulation of the mind. (laughs) Or is it for stimulation? This place is full of crazy women. I'm not going to sleep in there. Hot chili, where men can be men. You're no here on vacation, you're here to work! The pervert! Come on, you guys, this isn't funny anymore. I don't believe this. Nobody likes me. I told you never speak to me again. I believe in kind of an exchange of energy between two human beings. Ah! <laughs> My God. Do you play any instruments? I love the organ. I will give you your first lesson free. You're all disgusting! Boy, if my mother could see me now. Hot chili. Sometimes a little spice is all the variety you need. I love hot chili. Hot chili. All right, so there you go. That's the that's the trailer for Hot Chili. So uh, yeah, you basically watched the movie. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was quote unquote the best parts right there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But before we dive into it and do our usual background information, we're gonna let Austin, since he's the one that put this plight this plight on us, we're gonna let him do some of the heavy lifting today. So, uh, we we uh we talked to him earlier and we got his his thoughts. And uh, some background information from him, so I'm going to go ahead and play that now. Hello, Austin Trunick here, author and B-movie historian. I am here to talk about the 1985 Golden Globus sex comedy, Hot Chili. If you'll allow me, I would like to read an excerpt from my book, The Canon Film Guide, Volume 2, which describes a certain movie covered therein. Four young men, a nerd, a player... His sidekick and their chunky friend get jobs at a Caribbean resort. Rather than take their duties seriously, the boys are more interested in trying to get laid. 
Fortunately for them, nearly every woman who checks into their hotel is either a bombshell bimbo or some kind of sex maniac. Standing in their way is their buzzkill of a boss, a short-tempered taskmaster hell-bent on running a tight ship. Hijinks ensue, body jokes are made, and many, many, many women appear topless. But our hero finds true love in the end. Now, what I read to you was not a description of the film Hot Chili. I was actually describing another movie, released by Canon just a few months earlier, somewhat confusingly titled Hot Resort. Neither of these are to be confused with Hot Bubblegum, which is the title Canon released their third lemon popsicle sex comedy under end in the United States. Now, going back to the description I read for the movie Hot Resort, you could essentially take that same paragraph, swap out the location from the Caribbean to Mexico, and it would almost exactly apply to Hot Chili. Only Canon, under the steadfast leadership of Menachem Galan and Yoram Globus, could pretty much release the exact same movie twice in the period of a few months with completely different casts, but largely the same premise. Now, normally I would wait to give my thoughts on the movie until the very end of these segments, just to string along the drama, but I won't skirt around it this time. Hot Chili is not a great movie. It's certainly not among the better teen sex comedies of the 1980s, a bar which is already lower than many other genres. It's not even one of the better teen sex comedies released by canon, but it is a canon movie, and I do feel some guilt for having inflicted this upon the poor Spook Show crew. So, fortunately, the backstory behind the movie is interesting. Hot Chili arrived at the nadir of the teen sex comedy boom that kind of took fire in the late 70s with movies like Animal House and Meatballs, arguably peaked around 1982 with the release of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Porky's, and Last American Virgin, and then suffered a long, agonizingly slow death until movies like American Pie and their ilk briefly revitalized the genre in the late 1990s. Hot Chili takes a lot of cues from the movies that came before it, but in particular it owes a lot to Lemon Popsicle, the 1978 Israeli sex comedy that was Golden Globe's biggest international hit before they purchased Canon. That movie had pretty much made movie money everywhere it played. Everywhere, that is, except the United States, which is why one of the first orders of business Golden Globus undertook in Hollywood was remaking the movie in English and calling that film The Last American Virgin. Meanwhile, while the Go-Go Boys were busy taking America by storm, they were continuing to pump out Lemon Popsicle sequels in their native Hebrew, repeating the same formula over and over and over again and release them across Europe to pretty, pretty resounding success. This formula for these nudity-filled movies about sex-crazed teen boys was so ubiquitous with the Lemon Popsicle movies that, within canon, both Hot Resort and Hot Chili referred to as Lemon Popsicle movies. Not as in they were part of that series, but that's how the company referred to that style of comedy. Hot Chili actually stars one of the leads from the Lemon Popsicle remake, Last American Virgin, Joe Rubo, who plays the lovable, chunky Arnie. For the most part, he actually redoes a scene from Last American Virgin with Louisa Moritz, who plays the nymphomaniac Chi-Chi. Horror fans will also recognize her husband in this movie, who's played by Robert Zadar from Maniac Cop. Although the directorial duties on Hot Chili are credited William Sachs, director of Galaxina and The Incredible Melting Man and so many other movies, Sachs himself claims that he directed very little of it. This is where the canon fun comes in. You'll notice that the screenplay is credited Joseph Goldman, which is a pseudonym for canon's head honcho himself, Menachem Golan. Menachem actually had Sachs come out to his house to co-write the movie, but largely wound up dictating scenes himself and having the director write them down. 
Sachs hoped that he'd be able to just toss out Menachem's ideas once he got to Mexico and shoot the movie that he wanted, and that's what he tried to do. But when Golan caught wind of this, he flew down to the resort and largely took over a lot of the shoot. You see, there was a certain actress in this movie, a tall blonde whom I won't name, but you can see on IMDb has appeared in many canon movies, but noticeably few others from other companies. And she's someone who I've been told was Menachem's mistress at this time, and so he had a personal interest in this particular film. So... Keep in mind now, Hot Chili was essentially the result of two filmmakers trying to make somewhat different movies, and their separate efforts not totally gelling together in the end when it comes together in the edits. In its best moments, Hot Chili is kind of crazy and unhinged. I think some of the imagery that's probably purely meant for TNA, like the naked music teacher playing the cello, they almost come off as surrealism to me. Like something you'd see in a Louis Bunuel movie. I think we'd have a far better movie if either just William Sachs or just Menachem Galan had been able to direct it. But as it is, with both of their ideas kind of jammed together and uh, competing for screen time, it's, it's, it's a mess. I have to give the movie a 2 out of 5, as while it's definitely not a great film... In the realm of canon releases, there are certainly many worse ones, and I need to leave room to have lower ratings for those. And with that, Austin Trunick signing out. See you guys next month. If there is a next month after Hot Chili. <laughs> well, he's not wrong about that. Yeah, that, that's true. This has me rethinking everything. Uh, yeah, he made a lot of good points there. A lot, a lot of uh, a lot of things we probably wouldn't be able to dig out. So, uh, we, as always, we appreciate Austin coming on on uh, our cannon fodder episode. I think our next cannon fodder is in the month of August. Uh, I'm looking ahead. Yeah, it's episode 122 on August 22nd. Mm -hmm. So you'll hear more from Austin uh, by then. Uh, we also want to have him on again, um, like we've talked about before, because volume two of the Canon Film Guide. Uh, just came out back in May. So uh, we, we told him we'd have him on again. So hopefully soon uh, we will have him on uh, for that. So uh, there you go. So I guess some of the uh, background information before we uh, we get into the, the, the meat of the matter here. I found three separate titles for this movie. The working title was Hot Summer. So just as good as Hot Chili, I guess. Pro honestly, makes more sense. Because, you know, I'm sure hot chili is kind of confusing. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? Are they talking about a, a hot bowl of chili? Like, you know, chili beans? Or are they talking about chilies from Mexico? You know, like uh, hot peppers? Is that what they're talking about? I don't know what they're referring to, but either way. I, I think they are uh, referencing uh, hot peppers because, uh, um, shit, I don't remember the character's name names because I was just trying to watch a movie and just trying to be done with it. <laughs> just trying to get um, through it. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to get through it. But, uh, you know, the title was mentioned a, a couple of times at the... I remember they're sitting there know, eating soup. The they're eating soup or something like that, right? And then they say something like, oh, you like in your hot chili hot chili soup or something like that? It was, from what I recall, it's um, it, it happened the first few minutes of the movie where they're walking past the pool and they see all these, uh, you know, all the ladies out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember. Real memorable. Remember, yeah. but anyways, the working title was hot summer. Another title I found in Italy, it was just called Tropicana Cabana Hotel. 
So it's more of like, well, this is where they're at, so let's just call it that. And then the uh, another one, uh, another title was in Argentina. It was called Salsa Picante. Smokey, I think you actually uh, shared the uh, the poster with us like offline, right before we before we did this. <laughs> yeah, and it's just the uh, cello scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, uh, yeah. the naked cello player, and it says Salsa Picante on it. Um, yeah, there were a couple other random titles, but those those basically roughly translate into hot hot chili or you know of some such. So. Uh, it was released June 1st, 1985 by Canon Films, distributed by Canon Film Distributors. So it's fully Canon, full-on Canon here. Uh, it's rated R, of course. Total runtime, one hour, 26 minutes. And that's that's about an hour and 26 too long. Um, and it was filmed in Mexico, uh, as we talked about previously. It was directed by William Sachs, uh, who would be best known for uh, directing... South of Hell Mountain, The Incredible Melting Man, um, and uh, he actually produced Leprechaun, uh, which we talked mm. about all the way back in episode 26, and uh, Exterminator 2. That was another one that he, uh, he was, I think he had produced that one as well. Uh, it was written by William Sachs and Menachem Golan, as uh, Austin just talked about, and uh, Menachem Golan wrote, as, wrote it as Joseph Goldman. Uh, it stars... Charlie Stratton as Ricky. This was his first film. Uh, he was also in Summer Camp Nightmare, which ironically would you know would play well here on Camp Spook Show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that movie Munchies, and uh, he was the uh, writer director of a movie that just came out like in the last ten years or so uh, with Elizabeth Olsen called In Secret. Alan Kazar or Kazar as Jason. Uh, this was actually his first film as well. Uh, he would be, be best known as, uh, uh, he was in the movie Night of the Creeps, you know, for uh, our listeners would probably recognize him from that. But he was also uh, Bubba in Mama's Family, you know, the later seasons of the, the show Mama's Family. Joe Rubo as Arnie. Uh, he only did, best I could tell, I think it was on IMDb, he only did three movies. The Last American Version, I can't remember the other one, and this one. Um, ironically, I've already seen uh, two thirds of the guy's work then because the last American version in this, <laughs> I just watched the other one and I've seen the entire Joe Rubo, uh, uh, filmography. Chuck Hemming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's on my bucket list. I, I promise you go ahead and put it in the bucket and toss it out the window. <laughs> uh, Chuck Hemingway as Stanley. Uh, he would be best known from my science project and neon maniacs. Uh, unfortunately he passed away, uh, in June of 1996 at the age of 32. I'm going to say it's Taffy, T-A-A-F-F-E, Taff or Taffy. Let's go with Taffy O'Connell as Bridget. She was in New Year's Evil, which we talked about earlier this year on episode 89. And she was also in the movie Galaxy of Terror. And, of course, as uh, Austin mentioned earlier, Robert Zadar's Bruno. Uh, This was his second film that he'd ever done, but uh, he would be uh, best known for the three Maniac Cop movies. He was the star of those. Really, that's all the the background type of stuff I had between that and uh, you know what Austin went through. I mean, did you guys have anything else to add before we uh, before we dive in? No, there was very little that I could uh, find. Um, at least now, I will say that I didn't do as much digging because I know we have we have Austin at the helm for for that. Um, yeah. You know, and shit, he's thank, the, he's the best source there is. Yeah. <laughs> You know. Yeah, you're not. You're you're probably not going to find too many that know as much about canon movies as uh, exactly old Austin. So yeah, it's, it's hard to trump him. Hurry 
hurry, hurry, step right this way, folks, for the most extravagant array of refreshment goodies ever assembled under one roof. Enjoy breathtaking, taste-tempting candies of finest quality. Enjoy popcorn exploded into tender, delicious, crispy bites of crunchy goodness. Enjoy the tops in cool, refreshing soft drinks. If you want to enjoy some refreshments, this is your opportunity. There will now be a short intermission. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So... Uh, as per usual, we'll go over to Audible, and I just typed in hot chili just to see what will pop up. And, of course, stuff about the red hot chili peppers pops up. Fornication, the red hot chili pepper story by Jeff Apter. That one's uh, 15 and a half hours long. There's a book by Flea. Charles Picante, Sobra Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> uh, this, that might be like a, a, a podcast or something, I think. I'm not sure what that is. Listen up. Recording music with Bob Dylan, Neil Young, U2, R.E.M., The Tragically Hip, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Tom Waits. By Mark Howard, Chris Howard. That one's uh, about seven and a half hours long. So, yeah. You go, you just type in hot chili, and that's probably what you're going to see as things related to red hot chili peppers. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm, I'm sure we all, we're all we uh, all fans of the red hot chili peppers, so there's that. So if, if you're a fan of the red hot chili peppers, because let's face it, that's more entertaining than this movie, uh, run over to Audible, audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audio book. So... Um, let me go ahead and, uh, something we've been doing recently here is where I just go over to IMDb and I read the plot summaries that kind of gets us through the movie and, and especially, uh, more appropriate here because, uh, we don't want to have to, uh, dive deep into this movie any more than just our discussion about it. So the plot summary over on IMDb reads, and this is by Ed Sutton over on IMDb, a group of American teenage boys goes south of the border to work for the summer at a Mexican resort. There they encounter many wacky guests and have zany adventures involving a German dominatrix, a music teacher that gets hot when giving lessons, a buxom cook, and an uptight socialite that eventually thaws. More often than not, they end up in bed with someone, but one of the teens is holding out for true love. So uh, thanks to Ed Sutton for that one over on IMDb. (laughs) That pretty much uh, sums it up, though, really. I mean, uh, that's the... uh, Slightly more funnier version of that movie, I believe, because uh, the comedy that they lay out here is not all that great. This is the mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so where do we start? Do we start with Senor Esteban Rodriguez Cortez deterred? Or <laughs> I think, you know, you kind of have to start with <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah, he's their, he's their balls. Six? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, counting Senor. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually like the joke is like he's saying the third, right? But they're, oh, it's the third. So, <laughs> the third. yeah, yeah. So that, that was the joke. Um, and that, that's there. That's where the comedy ends. Cause that was the funniest part. <laughs> the rest is just terrible. Yeah. I mean, like really honestly, dude, this movie, it, if you wanted a porno, just go watch a porn, right? Like what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> cause that's basically yeah. what this feels like. It's like, this is a porn with less story. Than most porns I've seen. Well, at least a, they definitely supposed to be a sex comedy. You know the comedy aspect totally. Besides deterred is is totally lacking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there are a couple oh, of funny things, but it's more like what the fuck, you know, kind of like for instance yeah. when when they're when they're having sex, <laughs> when Arnie's having sex with Chi Chi <laughs> in the in the deep freezer, and then they come back and then they're just frozen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's- and then what was he going to bust him apart with the sled, with the some kind with a tool of some kind? Didn't he have a yeah. sledgehammer? 
I think a hammer. I think it just hits them with a hammer. That. Like, you know, when whenever they're up to their shenanigans, like there's this uh, almost kind of like freaking, you know, Jack in the Box, like uh, freaking cartoony music in the back. Like, what the fuck? What was the point of that? There's really not even a plot to this movie. There's not. It's more like, it's just, it's an excuse to go from scene to scene. You know, like With, well, it's yeah, it, it's more that's of it. a it's more of a, a free flowing thought process than it is a plot. You know, it's just like, well, how do we get from this sex scene to the next sex scene? That's all they cared about. You know, like, <laughs> and even then, there's not even really much thought put into it. It's just like, well, fuck it, let's just cut to the next scene. All four of these boys are uh, are are having sex, except for uh, the nerdy one. I, I don't forgot his name. Oh, I don't know. He does... Uh, well, he eventually, does, yeah, he eventually... He delivers this line that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when do I get to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's just a whiny bitch the whole movie. Everybody's getting the fuck but me. And then eventually... And you knew the way it was going to play, too, because there's this whole 10-minute scene that plays out with him, like, following this tall, blonde chick around. And she always smacks like, Yeah, where she's just berating him, like, you've got us lost, you know, and they're just walking around the hotel and the, and the one zany <laughs> situation after another. <laughs> and you knew it was eventually going to lead up to, like, uh, him having sex with her. And, you know, mm. spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> he does. <laughs> In one of the worst sex scenes put to film, I think. <laughs> They're not even, it's not even really like fake sex. It's just them dancing around naked, right? Or no, that's when he has sex with the uh, the music teacher. Yeah. That's the yeah, first the time he has sex. Teacher. And then eventually he gets with that lady that like slaps him. I told you, I told you not to talk to me. Pow. You know, she keeps smacking him. Ugh. How about the old cowboy couple? The guy, the guy with the cowboy. <laughs> He's leaned over and threw his back out. She like Austin said it correctly. It's uh, and and like he said, he wasn't even reading the uh, plot synopsis for this movie. That was another one. But it's like uh, either they are really hot chicks, or they're just sex maniacs, mm. just running around in that? this hotel and like they're just having a field day. Except for the one guy. Well, I, well, I think the the one guy. I'm completely blanking on names because none of it matters. Uh, the 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 main guy, uh, Ricky. He he actually like ends up falling in love right with uh with some chick you know that comes to the hotel where he, for some reason her mom doesn't want them together. None of that is explained. Obviously, you know who cares? But <laughs> there's no. I don't think they ever give a particular reason why she doesn't want her daughter to date this guy, right? Other than the fact that he works at the hotel, I guess. I guess I guess it was a class thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she's like rich or something. It it must have been, but. I think, but I think even before that girl that he falls in love with arrives, I think he has sex with one of the guests or something, right? And then, <laughs> and then eventually, like, oh, she shows up, and now, like, I got to go after her. So that's your kind of like serious love story going on with this thing, if there if there is such a thing in this movie. But really, to me, it's about the characters. Like I said, the uh, the old the old couple that you know just uh, talk dirty to each other because she's wanting to screw and stuff. So she's got like a suitcase full of sex toys and shit like that. And he's wearing a cowboy hat and he throws his back out. He's a zany character. You've got, you've got the guy, you've got the guy deterred. That is the, the boss. So he's another kooky yeah. character. You've got the guy, uh, uh, Bruno, Robert Zadar, uh, who, who is, uh, uh, 
is he a limo driver? Whatever the fuck he was, right? Yeah. It's just one stupid character after another, including the Nazi. Yeah, the Nazi. But, but that was the husband of the uh, which was the one with the sex toys. Is that the that was the German woman, the dominatrix? Oh uh, well, yeah, there was mm. a dominatrix, but then there was the old woman that had a bunch of sex toys who was oh, like Miss Mr. and Mrs. Houston. You know, the the guy with the cowboy yeah. hat. That's that's who they were. <laughs> was it, which one was it? Was it the dominatrix or was it her that pulled out the? Uh, I guess it was supposed to be a dildo or it was a water gun. She was, you little, you little boys like this. She pulls it out and then squirts with water out of the yeah. end of it or whatever. <laughs> Apparently it was just a water gun. But <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting choked on the bullshit. I don't, remember, I don't remember which one that was. That could have been the Dominatrix or it could have been that. Yeah. I don't know. Either way. It's Either it, one. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I think this guy is actually is like an ex, uh, ex-Nazi or something, right? At least that's the way they kind of... He, keep, he keeps running away from well, him. They, they keep calling him. They allude to that. But then when he pulled out the wall, that pistol, the Walter P-38, I'm like, I guess he's supposed to be a Nazi. Yeah, I that. think he's an actual Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, he just chases Arnie, you know, Joe Rubo's character around. What does he call him? Salami Boy or something like that? Yes. <laughs> he just keeps chasing him around. At one like, point, toward- is your Salami Boy? <laughs> <laughs> At one point toward the end, Arnie's trying to, he's running around and he's hes trying to hide from him. And then he just, all of a sudden he just dresses like a woman and he's dancing up on the stage. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to any of this. It's just a stream of consciousness. It just keeps going. And well, how do we get to the next zany thing or the next sex scene? It's just, it makes no sense. <laughs> I guess, you know, look, it, it was 1985, right? <laughs> We can, uh, we can, we I don't can... know if this is, I don't know, you know, Austin mentioned about the, uh, the Israeli films. What was it? The lemon, the lemon popsicle movies, lemon popsicle. But I don't know. I haven't seen any of those. No. So if this is just that type of comedy. Like it's a, it's a Israeli thing and it's applied to, they tried to apply that same type of style to Canon films in America. Some of these sex comedies and, and it just didn't like translate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But. I'd say the best example of the ones that I've seen, I haven't seen Lemon Popsicle, but I've read enough and know enough about it, you know, from the documentary about Canon and everything to obviously that was successful there. So they wanted to try to replicate that. But I think the best example that they actually pulled off, although it's different, was The Last American Virgin, Um, because I think that that was an actual like almost shot for shot remake of one of those Lemon Popsicle movies. That that is one that I know we will get to on Cannon Fodder eventually. That one's pretty good, but it's 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 fucking dire toward (laughs) toward the end of it. There's some pretty heavy subjects for that for that kind of movie in that one. I'd much rather be talking about that movie than Hot Chili, but that's not what we're here to talk about. (laughs) But yeah, anyways, what more what more really do we need to drag out for Hot Chili here? Oh man. The ending. Just the whole ending. What the fuck? All right, there yeah. none of that made like had any prior, you know, connection to anything yeah. that happened before it. They're just like, well like the whole resort decided to take a a, a field trip to a bullfight. Well, I mean they were they were like, Well, we're in Mexico. What's Mexico known for? Bullfights. <laughs> yeah. Just like, okay. Well, so what about what, what about what led right up to that? The, uh, Ricky's sister, who I, I'm blanking on her name. Who cares? She's just going around filming everybody like the previous night having sex. She's yeah. she's pulling out like a fucking old school film camera, like and just filming everybody like in compromising positions or whatever. And then yeah. like the next morning at breakfast, she just plays the video, and everybody's like, 
slapping each other. <laughs> Ricky's dad had sex with some chick, you know, then the, she gets mad. And then the show's video of Ricky's mom having sex with some, you know, like the guy that works at the hotel. So then, you know, they're all even. So I guess they're all good. Even hey, was, there also, was there also an implication of Robert Zadar and <laughs> Yeah, I'd say it was more than an implication. That, <laughs> Pretty much, I guess that that was as far as they wanted to go with with uh, anything gay at that point. Was <laughs> like, well, like uh, he kind of like walks up and got a light. Yeah, I've got one in here, and then they get in the back of the limo and he lights up a cigar. Like that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, she films that, and then she shows it the next morning, and then like he's just as embarrassed, like, oh no, you know, <laughs> even though it didn't show anything. Ay ay ay! Smoking a cigar. Yeah. Oh shit! You got me. Ah, uh, this, this is bad. This is altogether just bad. Yeah. Um, but we have to we have to give a rating. We have to do the cannonball rating now. Like I said, Will isn't here. We'll get his ratings uh, later on, and we'll see what he has to say about it. I, I seriously doubt it's going to be any better than what we have to say about it. But uh, we'll put those off for now. But uh, smoke. We'll go to you first. <laughs> We'll let you. We'll let you uh, take the first shot out of the cannon today. Uh well, I mean, we've already. There's so many negatives about this movie. What, what are the positives? We already mentioned that about the only comedy aspect is deterred. <laughs> uh, there's a mild comedy here and there, but, but there's no real story. Nothing linking. The only thing, as you said, linking them together is one sex, one sort of sex scene to another, with the bare minimum of a plot device. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have the you have the setting at the the resort. Eh, I'm sorry, right? Uh, trying to find the best. You know, there's the credits, right? <laughs> and even that's oh. a, and even the cre- the opening credits. By the way, that's a straight rip of National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, true. The postcards true. and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm thinking about what Austin Trunick said too about one thing he said is that there are so many other. He didn't want to give it too low of a rating because there are so many other ones out there that are worse. Than, I personally, I've seen a shitload of canon movies. I definitely, by no means, have I seen them all. And I, so I, I don't think I've seen some of these other shitty ones that he's mentioned <laughs> yet. This, yet. Not yet. I can think so, of one that I'm not even going to say. I can think of one that might be worse than this. But like you said, I haven't seen even half the library, obviously. So yeah, who knows? But I know of at least one that I think I might actually want to watch Hot Chili more than this one I'm thinking of. <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I know the oh, one uh, you're thinking of. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'm going to go, just because I, I, I'm going to leave a little bit of wiggle room. I'm not going to go quite as high as Austin did, I don't think. But I'll leave a little bit of wiggle room for the time that we do get to some of these, uh, some of the even, apparently even shittier movies. So uh, I'll go with a, uh, I'll go with one and a quarter. Man, it's hard to argue it. But Donnie, yeah, it, Donnie, you're going to get first crack to argue it. Go, go for it. Yeah, well, you know what? The thing is, the thing about this movie is that uh, I avoided it for so long. Um, you mean after we had decided we were going to watch? Yeah, it, after you know? we decided, which we decided how many weeks ago? It's you been, know, well, yes, yeah, sometime. It's, it's been early, a bit in the so, early um, June or something. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I avoided this uh, for as long as I possibly could, and uh, we were, you know, going to record it tonight. And uh, here it is. I just finished the movie probably like a couple of hours ago. Um, 
but I like I started watching. I watched it in like twenty minute spurts because that's about all I could all I could do because I was working too, you know. But I was like, fuck. And then, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's the best just, way to <laughs> that's the best way to watch any movie really, but particularly uh, this one no. is in twenty minute chunks when you can fit it in. No, no. See, I I prefer to sit down and watch it, but this was a movie I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was, it was all over the place. It was, it was fucking dreadful. Um, but like, you know, with that sliding cannon scale, you know, it's kind of like a different scale, but. Oh, like, it is. It's entirely different in my opinion. Yeah. 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 And it's, uh, yeah. I'm gonna have, oh man. Cause I hear smoke's point and I hear Austin's point. I disagree with Austin's rating, but you know, also. What did he say too? Yeah, he said yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I um, I haven't I haven't. I mean, I've seen a lot of canon movies, but like, man, I know there are some bad ones out there, but I I want to give this one its due as well because this one sucked. Um, oh man, I'm gonna say, and I'm probably being generous here. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit lower than smoke, and I'm gonna give it a full cannonball. And I may even change that rating, but currently. Well, yeah, there's always the fourth anniversary show where if you if you feel if you feel like you have wronged the universe, you can go back and you can go yeah. back and change it. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go one, just one singular cannonball. That's all I can give. Yeah. Uh, and that's even taking into account that I know there's at least one that I that is worse than this. That just means that one's gonna get a lower rating. That's all. That's all. It, <laughs> to me, that's all it means. <laughs> Um, this movie sucked. I don't, I don't want to watch it again. There's little redeeming quality. I know smoke, you know, like we always try to do, you try to find something. Yeah. Uh, there's not much. This, not even the soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack even sucked. And they even used songs from other Canon movies. Like they didn't even bother to, you know, really make it an entirely original thing. You know, it's just, what was that yeah. song that we were talking about earlier? Hot yeah. Bo- yeah. It's called a uh, body shop. They body shop. And- Ninja Three: The Domination, Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo, this yeah. movie, and Hot Resort. Use yeah, that song. it's like a Canon staple. Yeah, well, I guess they paid for it, so fuck it. We're just going to keep using it, right? Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't have living in a box. Is that what you said earlier? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, all- oh, also don't don't think you can find uh, Body Shop on Spotify. Uh, trust me, I looked already for it. It's not there. <laughs> yeah, even even Spotify didn't want to have anything to do with that. I mean, they do have "Living in a Box" on Spotify yeah. and other services. <laughs> yeah, but that, to be fair to that song, that was somewhat of a, like a radio hit, right? So, not not Body yeah. Shop. That, yeah, that's, yeah, "Living in a Box" is a fun song. It's, it's, if you like eighties music, you'll like it. And now, "Body yeah, Shop" yeah. is just this it's, is cheap, it's cheap. cheap it's, it's, it fits the canon bill. It definitely fits the canon bill. You know. Yeah, it's a cheap but, song. But the point is, that the soundtrack isn't even all that great. There's a couple songs that, like, hey, that's funny. You know, it sticks out, but that's it. So there's not many redeeming qualities here. There's a couple of couple of gags that are kind of funny, but otherwise, like even they clearly didn't even know how to end this. They're just like, "Fuck it, have everybody run at the camera." Yeah. After and the bullfight, and bullfight. then and then they showed the crew too. Like it's just like, "Hey, here's all the stars <laughs> running at the camera. Now here's all the guys that fucking made this movie, and then they're all running at the camera, and they're all running down the street with like carrying the equipment, and then it just freezes on Joe Rubo." Uh, <laughs> like the end, you know, he got away from the bull. Like, what the? F- 
Even they yeah, were just yeah. like, yeah, we don't know how to end this. Just fuck it. Let's everybody run down the street. That's exactly what they probably happened. They're like, yeah, we, yeah, I don't know. There's no ending. And you know, as soon Camera as people, as soon as, as, soon as yeah. they said cut, everybody get out of the hotel. You're done. <laughs> they they filmed that on the way out. Like they probably already had their luggage uh, packed in the plane or whatever or in a bus. So yeah, yeah, there we go. Like uh, we'll see what Will has to say about it, but it looks like on average we're probably going to get about a. a star and a half out of this if you average all the average oh. all of it up because i doubt will's going to be any higher than those so cannonball and a half. I, i'm sorry yeah cannonball and a half it's probably about as good as we're going to give it uh in the consensus oh. all right so before we uh before we completely check out of the tropicana cabana hotel <laughs> and and move on to bigger and better things donnie cannon connection Well, uh, yeah, just I guess kind of no surprise here on the on the crew side. Uh, you know, Golan Globus. Um, they tie back to our previous. Uh, we've got four pre. This is actually the fifth cannon fodder uh, episode, um, and this ties back to uh, New Year's Evil, uh, Ten to Midnight, uh, Over the Top, and Invasion USA. Um, and I just misspoke a little bit ago. Uh, this is not the fifth cannon fodder. This is the fifth cannon movie. Yeah. Uh, this is actually the third, what, the third, third cannon fodder, like official third cannon fodder. But yeah. you know, you kind of have to count those other cannon movies that we did too, because it's not like we're going to go back and watch those again just for <laughs> cannon fodder's yeah. sake. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of have to count those as well. So yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that's on the crew side and then also on the, on the cast side. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Taffy O'Connell and uh, Louisa Moritz. Uh, they were both in New Year's Evil, uh, played uh, Sally and Jane. Flo Lawrence uh, was a waitress in Over the Top. Hmm. So. Yeah, none of those are surprising. I mean, because Canon did kind of keep mm-hmm. keep things in the family, so to speak. You know, like they used uh, writers, directors, and cast members over and over again in a lot of their movies. So, yeah. I'd say anytime we do the uh, canon connections, it should be fairly easy for you to uh, find <laughs> to find a connection. Yeah. You know, even past Go, uh, Golan and Globus. You know, yeah. It be and, fairly easy. You know, ultimately, I would like to you know kind of find somebody else, but yeah. in this movie, it was just like nobody. It, it was clear no one wanted to be a part of it. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm yeah. surprised any of these are actually credited. They should all be uncredited roles. <laughs> <laughs> that be, be Alan all... Fitch. Every role played by Alan Fitch. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to be remembered on their IMDb page for Hot Chili. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately for Joe Rubo, he only did two <laughs> other movies. So yeah, that's on his uh his IMDb tombstone, so to speak. Brutal. Um. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, whatever's left over in the bowl, we're gonna go ahead and toss it in the sink. You know, toss it in the trash, and we're gonna move on from Hot Chili. So that's. That's it for this cannon fodder. So next week, we go back to the regularly scheduled programming of, of horror movies. Uh, this time, it's uh, Smoke's choice in the rotation. And uh, he chose Madman from 1981. So this is one that we're definitely, looking, definitely cool. looking forward to. This is one that I hoped that one of us would choose for uh, Camp Spook Show here this summer. So uh, I'm glad, really Smoke, you did this one. Uh, the IMDb synopsis for it is very simple. A legendary psychopathic murderer stalks a summer camp. 
that could that could also describe any Jason movie, or you know, at least the ones that have something no. to do with summer camp, blah blah blah. But yeah, you get the point. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. This is a classic uh, summer camp slasher fl- flick. So uh, we got to the burning, and now we're getting to Madman. So we got we're knocking a couple big ones out of the way this summer here on Camp Spook Show. So look for that wherever you get your podcast next week. That is episode 117. So be sure to uh, find that. So. Yeah, I guess that's it. Hopefully, like I said, we'll get Will's thoughts on uh, Hot Chili. Or he might just say, you know what? I hate it. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> we, need, we, need the, we need the score just so we know how many uh, official cannonballs that the Spook Show is giving it. So we'll get his thoughts, get his rating and everything. Hopefully next week, if not soon, you know, whenever he gets back on. So yeah, really that's it. Camp Spook Show rolls on. So for Will, Donnie, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Uh, it's now 9.30, and that's lights out time, 9.30 as you know, tomorrow is Parents' Day, and you must look rested or Morty will be sent to the state penitentiary.